Good morning. It's good to see you. Is it good to see me? Wave at me. Hallelujah. You say, what's with this guy? He always wants us to wave at him. Praise God. Well, why don't you guys just stand up and go and just hug on someone quickly before while I'm getting ready. Amen. Come on, stand up. Stand up. Go hug on someone. This morning, um, I want to begin to, let me, let me just say that I'm not going to be telling you anything that I don't believe you already know. Okay, so you're not going to get some deep, deep revelation today, but an exhortation to some of the stuff we may have laid down, Amen. How many of you know that sometimes we just lay stuff down that we're meant to be doing? Amen? So I pray that this will be an exhortation. Uh, but before we get there, I want to, uh, I want to pray. Um, Brandon's away at a leadership meeting. And um, I'm so excited that he's gone to that leadership meeting. And I'm... I'm uh, I'm believing that God's going to give him a double portion. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And uh, we all know that um, God has placed in leadership, yeah, a very able and capable leader. Amen. So, Father, this morning we thank you for, we thank you for the leadership. We thank you for Brandon. We thank you for Susan. And Lord, we just lift them up to you right now, even as they attend that, that conference. I pray, Lord, that, um, that even as um, Elisha got a double portion from Elijah, that you would place on Brandon a double portion, Lord. That he would uh, be built up, that he would be refreshed, and that he would come back with, with vision from you. We bless you, we praise you, and we honor you this morning, and we magnify your wonderful name, Lord. Amen. I want to read one, uh, begin with one verse this morning from the book of Ezekiel, uh, chapter 22, and if you have your Bibles with you, um, or, or if you read on your phone, whatever, you, uh, I would exhort you to get, if you don't bring a Bible, bring a Bible, folks. Amen. Um, Ezekiel 22, verse uh, 30. I want to do just one verse, but let me give you some background before that verse. This, uh, the, the prophet was speaking about the nation of Israel, and Israel had laid down many things that the Lord had it required them 
to do in order that they might have right, good fellowship. Amen? How many of you know that we need to be walking in obedience if we're going to have really good fellowship with the Lord? Amen? He, he wants us to, and that obedience is for our good. Amen? He's not a taskmaster. He's just saying, listen, I want, to, I want this relationship. I, I love you. My son died on the cross for you. Uh, but you're going you're gonna to have to uh, embrace all that I have for you in order for that fellowship to happen. Come on, give me an amen. amen. So this is, this is our prayer and exhortation. And yeah, uh, at the end of this, towards the end of this uh, chapter, we see that uh, the prophet speaks out on behalf of the Lord, and he says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. Found out, I, I didn't find a man. Now, or a woman, okay. He's looking at the whole, the whole population of Israel and he said, listen, the wall's down. And there's a gap. And the enemy's just coming in. <laughs> he said, I want you to build. I, I want a man amongst you who will build up the wall and stand in the gap that I might not destroy the land. I want my ways restored so that we can have fellowship together. Amen? And I found it absolutely amazing that in the whole nation of Israel, millions of people, he couldn't find a man. What a tragedy. What an absolute tragedy that he couldn't find a man. Now I know many of you folk are praying I want to believe you're standing in the gap. When I look, I begin to look at the nation and I, I begin to see what's going on in the nation right now. We're a nation that is divided. And division is not of the Lord. Division is not of the Lord. Now let me just say this, we're whether whatever side you're on, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and wickedness in the heavenly places. And those, those spirits get hold of man and twist man's heart and cause division. Amen? And God is saying, I want someone to stand in the gap. God's not for that side or that side. You understand what I'm saying? For God so loved the world that he gave his son for all of us. Amen? Whether you be Chinese or Japanese or, or African or... Italian, whatever nation. He said, I died for the whole world. 
But the enemy comes to divide, and he divides in order to conquer. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm not going to let that happen. Come on. Come on, work with me this morning. You might, I might not be up here again for years and years, or maybe, maybe never. So just work with me this morning. Amen? Amen. I'm passionate about what I'm speaking to you about today. I'm, in, I'm incredibly passionate about it. Amen? I might not even see the fruit of what I'm praying for. Because we've been praying. When I say we, there's a little group of us, about at the most six at any time, mostly three of us. <laughs> but we've been praying for years and years and years. First of all, for the nation. We believe it's governmental prayer. We've been praying for the nation. We've been praying for our state. We've been praying for our county and we've been praying for our city. This city belongs to God, folks. Come on now. At times it might not look like it, but I wanna tell you every city in the world belongs to him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Come on, give me an amen. amen. Praise God. So I'm passionate about this. And if I get a little bit excited up here, just pray for me, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm on the downhill here and almost ready to go home. Amen? I want to tell you something now, death has lost its sting. Hallelujah. Okay? So I get a little bit excited about this. There's not much I can get excited about at the moment, but I get excited about his word. Amen? Now, in our prayer, in our time of prayer, we would pray about something that we felt like we shouldn't, as a nation, we shouldn't be embracing that. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into politics, but you know, you guys know what's going on. Amen? There's stuff coming into this nation and coming into our, our state and coming into the county and even Statesboro. There's stuff I've seen in Statesboro in the short time that I've been in America that's just blown my mind. I think, how do we sit and allow this stuff? The church, the church in any given geographical region is the prophet to that region. Listen to what I've said. We have a voice. God has given us a voice as a church to speak into the situation in the geographical area that God has us, to speak into that area righteousness, And not allow evil to come in. We're going to make a stand, folks. I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not telling you get out there with a placard. But you can pray. And pray will move the hand of God. He said, if my people are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and pray, what's he going to do to the land? He'll heal it, brother. And in, my, in our cry in these times of prayer, we often one of us would say, Lord, where's the church? Where's the church? Why isn't the church doing something? Everything that we are not, that we disagree with as a church that's coming to this nation and has been made law is because we've sat, I nearly said it, <laughs> we've sat idle. We've permitted it. But it's high time now. This, this division is, is just unreal now. Amen? So I said, Lord, what do we do? What do we do? Where's your church? Where's your church? You know where is it? He said, go to Psalm 133. Turn with me there. Psalm 133, you probably know exactly what it says. Verse 1. By the way, I'm, I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible, okay? It said, um, verse 1, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now I'm speaking about uh, the division that's in the church, that's in the in the land, but you know that 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 division has crept into the body of Christ. I found in in my search, uh, going through and. and telephone directly and all sorts of things, I found about 90 churches that possibly, possibly could come together as one. We all serve in the same Lord. We all, we, we all serve in uh, the, blood, the blood of Christ who washed us all. We're all born again. We're all of God. Yet we divided. <laughs> and that's been the cry. That's been the cry of my heart. Look what it goes on to say. It says, verse 2, it says, It's like the precious oil upon the head, coming down the beard, even Aaron's beard. Coming down, pardon me, uh, down upon the edges of his robes. You know what that's speaking about? That's speaking about the anointing oil. You know what the anointing oil was? Represents the Holy Spirit. Amen? He says, when we come into unity, and I'm not, listen, I'm not suggesting that, that we here this morning are not in unity. But the church as a whole, there's a problem. The citywide church. You get onto Highway 80, and within a few miles, you can count maybe five or six churches in a couple of miles, and none of them know each other. The leaders have never, ever reached out to one another. As far as I know, I've been getting around. I've been knocking on doors and talking to folk, okay? 
Some of them look at me and think I've been crept out from under a rock or something. So, you know, who are you? And my prayer is, Lord, give me favor, give me favor, Lord. And I haven't always received it. I've had folks say to me, all right, all right, I'll call you back. Never heard from them again. But guess what? I love them. Sometimes it's hard. But I love them. I have to love them. If he, they're not my enemy, and God said, even love your enemies. <laughs> they're not my enemy, folks. Not your enemies either. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he says, that's what it's like. He says, when we're all together and we're one and, we've, and we're in unity, he says, that's when the Holy Spirit shows up. It says it's like, it's like dew on, on Hermon coming down the mountains of Zion. Mount Hermon, I believe, is the highest point in Israel. It's about 9,000 feet, and it gathers... It gathers a bunch of dew, and this dew is so thick, it runs down the mountain and feeds the mountain, and the mountain is very lush. You go further down in where Mount Zion is, and it's kind of dry. But this is, Herman's like then, even, even in winter, Herman gets so full of snow, it supplies the, it's the water supply. When that ice melts, for Israel. God said, that's what it's like. Just blessing. Blessing. How many of you know that that water is a blessing to them, man? Amen. There's a bunch of desert around there too. Look what he says. This is like the dew of Hermon, verse 3, coming down the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded a blessing. And I said, Lord, I said, command a blessing on Statesboro. Won't you command a, a blessing on Statesboro, Lord? What, uh, uh, Bullock County, won't you bless us, Lord, bless us? And the Lord said, when you're in unity, listen to what I'm saying. He said, when the church is in unity, Believe me, I'll command a blessing. I will command a blessing on the church. How many of you know that we are in need of a blessing, oh God? We are in need of a blessing. This nation is in a need of a blessing of God. So I've been getting around a little bit I'll pray and pray, and then I'll say, Lord, where do you want me to go? And then he'll confirm certain things to me through one and through yeah and whatever you. And I'll go then. Well, phone. And like I said, some of them receive me and some of them don't. Praise God for the ones that do. Amen. But we, we've now sent out some... Uh, uh, about 90 letters 
to these different churches. I haven't been to them all. It's just impossible for me to do that, trying to get an opening and depend on them calling, calling me back. I mean, who am I? Amen? Who am I? I'm just trying to be obedient, okay? <laughs> and I, sometimes I don't blame them for saying, who are you? Because I know I'm nothing. But I know one thing, in Christ I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I know that in Christ I can do all things. And I just ask him for favor. Then the Lord sent me, took me to Colossians. Turn to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. I'm reading through Colossians chapter 3 and verse 14 jumps out. It says, beyond all these things, you know, Paul has been exhorting us to, to put, on, put on all these uh, different attributes of Christ. And then he said, beyond all these things, beyond all those things I've spoken to you about, to put on, put on love. Put on love. Look what he says, that, uh, what happens. He says, which is the perfect bond of unity. The perfect bond of unity. That word bond, folks, in the Greek, one of the, the meanings of it is the word ligaments. Same ligaments in our body. He says it's, a, it's the perfect, they're the ligaments. This love is the ligaments of the body of Christ. Come on. Guess what happens if, you're, if you've got no ligaments? You just fold up, man. Amen. Just, you just fold up. Amen. And I know Paul talks about uh, an analogy of the body of Christ and the different parts and everything. Uh, and he said, the arm can't say to this, I don't need you. And the head can't say, I don't need you and everything. Uh, but guess what? If we're, not, if we're not operating there, we're just hanging loose, man. The body's not complete. Are you getting me? Okay. Have a look. Have a look at, uh, turn your page if you want. Go to, go to uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. It says, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea and for those who have not personally seen my face, look, verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit, knit together in love. Knit together in love. What's knitting them together? That's that bond. That's that lig those are those ligaments. Let me call them spiritual ligaments. Amen? Holding the body together tight so that we can function. Amen? And let me tell you something else. The more love of God that you will build into your life, because you already have the fruit given to you through the Spirit, every single one of us here who's confessed Christ as Lord has love. You have love. Amen? But it's up for you and me 
to increase it. You've got to cultivate it all the time. Amen? And that putting on is exercising it. You, it's not like you've got to go over here and get some love and put the love on. You already have it. And when he says put it on, what's he saying? He's saying exercise it. Give it out. Put it on. Put it on. Exercise it. Use it. Amen? I always had a saying, use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Not that you lose it completely, but it becomes dormant and it is of no use anymore. Why? Because you haven't been exercising love. But before, listen, before you can put it on, <laughs> you've got to put something off. He was talking in, in the word, he's exhorting it, put off, put off, put off. And then he said, put off the old man. And then he said, now put the, old, put the new man on. I used the illustration. I mean, you could you imagine uh, some guy coming in with some dirty, smelly uh, coveralls. Okay, that's what he's got on. And he goes over to the closet and he grabs his suit or his tuxedo. And he slaps that on top of it. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Oh, I shared that with my wife. She said, man, the guy will still be smelly. I didn't say that. That was her. But he will be. Amen? you got to, listen, before you, before you can put on love, you've got to take something off. Before you can exercise that love, if you're still wearing some of the old stuff from the old man, from that man of flesh, you're going to find it hard. Can't mix it. Come on, be brave and turn to the person next to you and say, I think he's talking to you. Yeah, I can say these things, but I'm out of here after this message. I'm out. Amen? So, we know that, uh, look at verse, uh, verse 19, Colossians 2, 19. It says, And not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and the ligaments draws, grows, sorry, grows with a growth which is from God. My exhortation to you this morning, start using those spiritual ligaments, folks. Start using those spiritual ligaments. Love. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 14. It says, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, 
by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth of love, uh, in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Look at verse 16. From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual pardon, individual part, causes the growth of the body and the building itself up in love. The measure, the measure of you as a Christian this morning depends solely on love. That's your measure. That's my measure. The master said this. He said, by your love, by your love, they, the world, will know that you're my disciple. Are you known? Am I known because of the love we give out? So important. Everything, everything, your whole walk rests on this love walk. And maybe life hasn't treated you well in the past. And you picked up some stuff that you shouldn't have had. But guess what? When you gave your life to Christ, you were crucified with him. And it's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. Say, praise God. Two Corinthians five seventeen says, if any man be in Christ, what? He's a new what? creature. What's happened to the old things? They passed away. They passed away. Guess what happens when someone passes away? You bury the dude. Come on. You bury him. And what we do, we resurrect the old guy and still depend on some of the responses to situations in our life that we're used to in the old life. And you're trying to live a life for Christ. Amen. Turn to the person next to you now and say, he's not talking about me. See, we have the Holy Spirit. Oh, praise God, we've got the Holy Ghost. He's our paraclete. He's the one that never leaves us. He's never one who forsakes us. He's always there. He does everything for us. He leads us into all truth. He warns us of things to come. He's, he's the one who manifests our Savior to us. He does everything that you need and he'll exhort you to every response in a given situation that you need 
to respond to. He'll give you the right response. I remember something the Lord just reminded me now. Um, you know, the word says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. A so Listen, someone needed to hear that. Someone needed to hear that this morning. A soft answer turns away wrath. Many years ago, I was in, uh, when I was still back in Africa, I had a, uh, we had a church in Swaziland, my wife and I, we had a church in Swaziland, we were running a Bible school, a small Bible school there. And uh, I had a visiting minister come in and he had his own little aircraft. I could, don't ask me what kind it was, it was just a small, tiny little thing. And he flew into Swaziland and he said to me, he said, man, there's something, something not right with my brakes on the, on the plane. Now, I've got a bit of a mechanical background. Um, I'm, not, I'm not that great a mechanic, but I'm quite a nice guy to talk to. And um, I said, well, I'll go have a look at it. You get, you get ready for the meeting. He was coming to do, share some meetings. So I'll go up to the airport in Swaziland. They only got one tiny little airport. And uh, I, I looked through the, where the fence was, and I saw his plane out there. So, and I'll see a gate over here, so I'll go through the gate. And the only way I could go now is to go through this big hangar that the planes are kept in. So I'm walking through the hangar, and um, <clears throat> it, it, this guy comes out, and he shouts at me, hey, and uh, didn't use very good language. And uh, want to know what I'm doing. What are you doing in there? What are you, where are you going? You're not supposed to be in here. You're trespassing. Oh, man, he was going on and on and on. And uh, he comes down the step because he was up, come down. I'm standing there like this. I thought, oh, Mackenzie, you're in trouble now. I said, you, can, you know, Swaziland, Swaziland, just a little place, and any little incident will go into their morning newspaper. You understand? Anything. They're just looking for any kind of news to put in there. And I could imagine the headline, pastor caught trespassing in the airport or whatever it was. Anyway, he comes down. He's looking up at me like this, and he's got his finger right up inside of me. And uh, knowing, just knowing my background before I got born again, um, I wanted to give him fivefold ministry. You understand? Uh, that, was, that, was, uh, that was before I got born again. All right? And uh, he's going on, going on, and I want to bop him. You know, because he's, he's going off at me, and the Holy Spirit says, I mean, this guy was in rage. The Holy Spirit said to me, a soft answer will turn away wrath. Now, the old man thought, no, that's, that's the last thing I, wanna, I want to happen. I want to take this guy out, man. You understand? But I submitted, and I, I said, sir, I'm terribly sorry. I was, I was ignorant. I didn't know what to do and where to go and... Um, and I'm just coming out here to try and help a friend of mine. Uh, please forgive me. And he changed. He just changed like that. He said, uh, what did you come out here to do? I said, well, that's 
that's my friend's aircraft over there, and he said he's got trouble with the brakes. He said, do you know anything about that? I said, well, not really, I'm just going to see. I've got a mechanical, bit of a mechanical brain, but uh, see what I could do. He said, well, let me help you. And he helped me. But a few minutes before that, he wanted to take me out. I won't tell you now, you wouldn't have won. Okay, but he wanted to take me out. Okay, you understand? But a soft answer, a soft answer. I followed the Holy Spirit and the soft answer turned away his anger. Don't forget that. Okay, don't forget that, folks. You don't always... See, what the enemy wants you to do is to get into uh, a, a, a backwards and a forwards. He wants you to play this game like tennis. Backwards and forwards. Am I done already? You see, you've been given a wardrobe. When you were... When you were that old man of the flesh, you had a wardrobe of responses which you could put on. And some of them, you put them on so, so often when you were in that old life, it became a habit. And then eventually it was built into a stronghold. A stronghold. And you were held there. And just automatically, you just respond that way. As soon as someone says something bang, it pushes a button in you and you respond. Sometimes it's an outburst of anger. Sometimes it's jealousy. Let me give you some of the stuff that might have been in the wardrobe from years back in your old house. Selfishness, hate, outbursts of anger, revenge, jealousy, pride, envy, strife, immorality, lust carousing, indifference, indifference, many more. But that old man of the flesh, he's died. I've told you, he's been crucified with Christ. And you have a new wardrobe, brand new wardrobe. And God's saying, put this on, put this on, put this on. He exhorts us in a, in a given situation. He says, here's your response. Responding in kindness. Respond, now, now be gentle. Be gentle. Love the person. Love him. He's not your enemy. And even if he was your enemy, I told you to love your enemies. You put on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, self-control. These are all fruits of the Spirit. They're in us. They're in us. Let me make a statement here. The, the absence of exercised love. The absence of exercised love is the presence of division. 
no love, eventually division will come. I've counseled many marriages. And I'll, I'll say to did you, did, you did you love her? Oh, yeah, I loved her. I said, do you love her now? No. <laughs> what happened? Didn't cultivate that love, did they? I'm 73 years old, and one time, I, you know, I'm getting on it, but listen. My wife and I have been married 46 years. 46 years and for 46 years every day of my life that I've been in, in her presence or if I could get on a phone somewhere, I've told her I love her. She tells me all the time, I love you. Sometimes I wonder why. But, um, but we tell, I mean, in a day now, because we know the days are drawing clear, uh, nearer and nearer where I'm going to go home. So she tells me three or four times a day, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I love her more now than I ever have. Didn't think, I thought I'd given her all my love, but man, just as you begin to exercise love, it just starts to boil out, amen. I'm praying. Let me exhort you, pray with me for the churches in Buller County. Last Sunday, after the nine o'clock service, my wife and I went out into the country. We went to St. Mary's Missionary Baptist Church. We were the only white folk there. I want to tell you something now. We were received with such love. There was, we had folk coming from one end of the church right over to where we were just to hug on us just to tell us welcome and love on us. And I'm, not, I'm not suggesting anything. Yeah, we're all different. I believe you all love one another, otherwise you wouldn't come together together like this, would you? Amen? But I want to tell you something now. I, I got grieved. I got grieved as I sat in that service with all these folk, and I saw them worshiping God and loving on God and they loved the same Savior that saved me. They were washed in the same blood. He hung on the same cross for them that he hung on for me. The men were so polite and gracious towards my wife. But I want to tell you something now. They are Crackerjack alive, man. <laughs> we were there for two and a half hours, but it went like that. But I went there because I wanted to meet the pastor. I want to talk with him and say, hey, can we have fellowship? Can we come together? And I believe he was one of the ones that God laid in my heart. I got two confirmations that he's one of them. So I want, to, I want you to pray. I want you to pray as I'm going to be closing now. I want you to pray for the churches in Bullock County. On the 22nd of October, we're hoping that those 80 churches will come together 
and that God will give this old guy uh, just a few minutes to speak to them and exhort them. Let me tell you right now, your pastor, Brandon, he's, he's a wonderful guy. I love him, man. God's given me such a love for that, for that man. But he's praying with other pastors now because that's his heart as well to see the unity. He knows. He knows it's bigger than connection. We want to see a city-wide church. Will you pray with us? Don't say yes and you don't. Give me a commitment and say yes. If God lays it on my heart, I'm going to pray that God will unite the church in Statesboro in Bullock County. Amen? Praise God. Stand up on your feet. Why don't you just take the hand of the person next to you? I want to I leave one more thought. Before I, before I speak this blessing over you, I want to leave one more thought with you. The Holy Spirit is everything to us. And I, I might be repeating myself, but I feel like the Lord wants me to tell you this again. Holy Spirit is everything to us. Everything. But one thing he isn't. He's not your decider. Do you hear me? He's not your decider. You must decide. If he says put on love, and you say, no ways, I'm going to put on anger. You see, he left you with your will. But remember, the old man's dead. He's not your decider. You're the decider. Decide to put on those fruits. Amen. Decide to put on love. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Go in victory. Amen.